Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name is Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and... I'm Brian. He's back! And if you can't tell, I'm very, very excited about that because I like it when Brian's on the episode because then I have somebody to talk to and I'm not just talking to a microphone. Because I would never do that, just sit around in the house talking to myself. Would I? Oh, crap, I do that every day. Anyway, today we're going to talk about the new Doctor Who, the... Woman who fell from space. First of all, I, I kind of like the name of the episode, <laughs> and I have to start there. I, I feel like I should start with my own personal bias. I, I felt like this should have happened a long, long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and I'll tell you why. Okay, so Tom Baker is, no one will be surprised, is one of my favorite doctors, and during his run, he ran into a female Time Lord named Romana, and I really liked Romana, and Romana was really cool. And then he started dating this other actress lady, and I'm not going to get into names, and they really hit it off, and so they decided to kill off Romana 1 and have her regenerate into Romana 2, who had appeared on the series a little bit earlier as a different character, and the reason they looked the same is she decided in her new incarnation to resemble this other woman because, well, she and Tom Baker were dating. And it made for some really awkward episodes, and it got really strange because they broke up while he was still Doctor and she was still running around with him, and it made this series really, really, really weird. And for me, while I love Peter Davidson and I think he was a great Doctor, I kind of wish when Tom Baker died on the show, when his Doctor died, he would have regenerated into Romana 1 just to like be like wow everything was a mistake there and move on because it would have been a very fresh <laughs> and completely surprising and weird and bizarre turn for the series and yeah I would have really missed Peter Davidson who's actually my favorite doctor still to this day because I really like the whole thing with the uh, Guardians of Time and that whole arc is probably my still my favorite um, and I also like Talo they've never given the doctor He's the only companion I can think of the Doctor's ever had who has actively been working against him. And that dynamic was so good. And I kind of want to see them do that again. But I think back then is when that should have happened. Or after Peter Davidson when the ratings were flagging and they needed to do something special instead of having him turn into curly-haired Peter Davidson. I mean, nothing against Colin Baker. He's fine. But... They kind of didn't dress him differently, or make him act all that differently, or... They just gave him curly hair. And weirdness. Like, this should have happened a long time ago. And it didn't. So I, I, I feel like it's very important for me to lay my bias out there, like, on the table, for all the people that are like, Oh, my stars and garters, a female Doctor Who! Like, honestly, I kind of wanted Romana to take over the series back in the days of Romana 1, because I really liked her, 
and I was a little bit more interested in what they were doing with her than what they were doing with Tom Baker's doctor during some of those episodes. Probably why she had to go. <laughs> but I, I've been ready for this since the 80s. So I'm a little biased. You don't have any opinions? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's it's one of those that the doctors hinted about regenerating into a female several times before. Usually pretty subtle, and it's usually because, you know, there are fans of the Tom Baker Doctor or that era, and we're already familiar with that and referencing back to that. Um, so for myself also... You know, it wasn't a shock. It was more kind of like a, oh, it's about time. You it's know? about time. <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like it's important to kind of get that bias <clears throat> out there first and foremost because I know a lot of people are pearl-clutching yeah, about and... since the announcement of Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. And trust me, we'll warn you before we get into spoilers, but I have to say, I, I read this in a review and I thought it was the most correct thing when I was watching it. After you get over the shock of seeing a new doctor, because there's always that, like, oh, yeah, you're the doctor now moment. Yeah. You don't care. Yeah. She, she's good. Yeah. As long as you're a good doctor, it's it's all good. Yeah. That's the she's whole thing funny. with Doctor. You know, Doctor Who is... Doctor Who changes, and they're supposed to be... And they're supposed to be good at the end. You know, and... I mean, that that's one of the the other fun things when you're reading other reviews you know you, you kind of really have to look for the bias at the beginning because you know the 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 pro clutchers are all shocked because they well a they're revealing their their lack of knowledge and fanness of the series because i'm I, sorry i'll throw the challenge out there because actually as, as a fan you would already be you would know that this should be coming at some point. A lot of them have said that they haven't enjoyed any of the reboot series. That would be anything since Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Was the Doctor? Yeah. So, like, just shut up. What was <laughs> like, their favorite Doctor then? Uh, like, prob- how old school? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm hearing a lot of Robert Pertwee now because <laughs> nobody knows who he was. I was going to say, gonna be like the Doctor that was running around uh, with the Brigadier. Um, um, uh, that was the, the second doctor. The second doctor. The, he just lost the coat. Yeah, I just lost yeah. my the, that fur That'll come coat to me in a minute. thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually like him a lot. <laughs> He's fun, but, but I was just like, I'm like, what are they just going to be like? Be like, we like the sexist 50s. You know, like. Sexy it was not. Oh, I said ist. No, Sorry. Sexist. Ist. Yeah. 50s. You know. Then you definitely like John Pertwee then. Yeah. Because. He was would commonly tell women to shut up; they should be seen and not heard. <laughs> he, he he's very much a classic swashbuckling doctor because the BBC cut the budget for Doctor Who back to the bone, so they actually wrote into the story that the tar- that the Time Lords had taken the TARDIS away from him. Yeah, so all of his Earth. so all of his adventures had to take place on Earth, and he drove around in an old timey car that really looked out of place, even. Yeah, like he drove around in like a 19-teens car in the 1960s. Yeah. Because reasons. Just remember. Car had a name. It was Bessie. An open hand shows you care. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we get into the spoilers, um, I I really liked this episode. I really liked her. And I'm going to say something that will probably forever be controversial and or 
come back to haunt me at some point. I haven't felt this kind of energy in a new doctor since David Tennant took it over. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not wanting to compare her to David Tennant. I think that's unfair to try to compare actors like that. But with the same kind of okay, I'm the doctor now, let me show you what my doctor looks like. That that energy that he brought, you know, in the Christmas special. Yeah. That's kinda how I felt in this episode that she was just like Oh hi y'all. I'm the doctor now. Let me show you my doctor. And I also feel like it's important to say in the preamble before we get into the spoilers, Vox did a really, really interesting video about how important Jodie Whittaker taking over Doctor Who is. And it's not just because she's taking over a beloved icon or anything like that. I never realized this and I tried to prove them wrong after I watched it. Women heroes are not allowed to be funny. Think of every female hero, they're serious, they yeah. generally lack a sense of humor entirely. Yeah. I was I was going, okay, recent Wonder Woman. No. The the there only real a lot of funny bits. The only real exception to that is uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I never really thought about it before, but without other than Buffy and think about it, even a lot of the other characters on Buffy, some were allowed to be funny. Willow was allowed to be funny for a while until she became a lesbian, and then she had to be not funny Willow anymore because... Reasons. Mm. But yeah, th- name another one. Yeah. It's um, Trixie. There isn't... Like, I, I spent the weekend trying to... F- Black Widow. She's not funny. No. What's something funny Black Widow said? No, I have. She's a dark super sense. serious and st- and stoic. I have a dark sense of humor. Things happen to around her and to <laughs> yeah. her that are funny, but she herself is not funny. is not funny. She yeah. doesn't tell jokes. She doesn't quip. Yep. The closest thing you get to her quipping would be in um, uh, Avengers Assemble, the first movie, where she's kind of has some one liners, but they're not particularly funny funny one-liners with the uh, Russians or whoever she's fighting to get away from at the very beginning of the movie and the fight that she has with Hawkeye when she basically bashes his head in until he comes back to himself but again they're more like remember who you are we are friends not like quips yeah I can think of funny things that Thor has said during combat I mean Everyone's favorite scene in that in that movie is the one of the few lines Hulk gets, and that's "Beauty God." Yeah. I mean, even even the Hulk got to be a, make a quip in that movie. Yeah, Tony Stark wouldn't exist without quipitude. Yeah, yeah. Gamora, straight laced, not funny. Antenna. Mantis isn't. Antis, she's yeah. not funny though. No, you're right. The Drax is. Usually said Drax is. Yeah. Drax is the one who says things of, that around are funny. her. She's the straight man to Drax's funny. Which is okay, yeah, that's Yeah. Like we can go through and like this gets a little bit different when we get into comics. I can think of some comics characters that have been allowed to go there from time to time. Batgirl has been allowed to go there and Catwoman from time to time and you know, I can think of some comic book characters, but then again, 
they also are some of the few characters that had to carry a title. I mean, Camilla Khan, Miss Marvel, is nothing but quips, but we haven't gotten a movie or a TV show for her yet. That will happen, eventually. Mark my words. Unless Miss Mar- unless Captain Marvel is a complete and utter flop, and the MCU starts falling apart, there will be a Ms. Marvel movie because it's built into the system because she's a Captain Marvel fangirl who ends up getting superpowers and calling herself Ms. Marvel as an homage to her hero. It, it's built in. Like, it's, it's ultimate fan service. Just her basic backstory, and then she's an awesome character on top of it. Squirrel Girl is hilarious and allowed to be funny, but... I didn't find the Gwynpool stuff that funny. But, again, going back to movies... What about Domino? Is Domino funny? No, everything around her is funny. Everything around her is funny. Even in the Deadpool movie, everyone else quips, right? Yeah. Deadpool does nothing but... But, no, she just kind of... She's the person who... Yes, very funny, hilarious action happened around her. And she deserves her own movie, by the way. Yeah. I keep saying that until it happens, because... Honestly, I could take or leave another Ryan Reynolds anything, because I've been done with him for a very long time. Reasons. But... <laughs> Domino deserves a movie. But still, she probably won't quit. She probably won't be funny. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It, it, it was such an, in, an interesting point when I heard it made that it, I'd never thought about it before. Female he, action heroes are not funny. Only men action heroes are funny. Women have to prove their bona fides by basically outmanning the men. Think about, you know, Angelina Jolie's Laura Croft. There's so much opportunity for humor in those movies, but... She quips a little bit, but not much. And most of it's spent being the stoic, look, I'm just better at everything. Yeah, most of the quips are right at the beginning. Yeah. When she's in the comfort of her own house. And that, that's the point that I want to, you know, I, I just thought that was a very interesting point to make. Because it's one that I hadn't really thought about. And when I started ch- trying to challenge it, you know, the only maybe exception to that is, um, I just lost the name of her character. Um, Sigourney Weaver's character in Galaxy Quest, kinda? But it's not really an action hero. They're no. not really action heroes in that movie, so it kinda doesn't count, but no, it's she not. gets to quip with the boys. I, I wouldn't count that as action hero. Yeah. Because no. I literally like went through the video collection trying to find an obvious, well, but, ac- well, actually, <clears throat> because, you know, geek and I like doing that. Yeah. And that's one of the really cool things about this is they let her be funny. And they let her be funny in a way that didn't feel like they were aping any of the previous Doctor Who's funny. She she felt genuinely character-based. Like, these are things that her Doctor would and should be saying. And I really enjoyed that. I also, before we get to the spoiler section, really liked the tone of this. I'm such a fan of the darker, like, almost horror-twinged Doctor Who. You know, I like the, like, gallivanting space adventure thing, and I've been a Doctor Who fan for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it all! But some of my favorite episodes are always, like, 
those really kind of going into that dark horror place and playing it for fun. You know, where it's not, it doesn't get over, overly self-serious, right? Like, even think Blink, right? That's very horror movie. Yeah. And they're some of the biggest scares in Doctor Who, for my money, in that episode, and some of the biggest laughs. Mm-hmm. There's some really funny scenes in that episode. So, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, right? I loved the tone of this. I love how it started on Earth. I like how we got to meet the Ryan and the human cast first. I actually really enjoy that when we're, especially when we're introducing a new Doctor. I liked that they kept playing with the mystery because when various things started happening, I was like, "Is this her? No. Is this? Is this? Like every little thing. Like I just like kept waiting for an excuse for her to just pop out somewhere." Mm-hmm. And I, I like the way that they played with that. I think they did a good job overall. Overall, as far as a first episode for a new Doctor, this may be one of my favorites. Like the the David Tennant Christmas special, still probably my favorite because it was really good. Peter Davidson's regeneration was really powerful because. He actually isn't in that episode a lot because his regeneration went wrong. And so you have the companions basically trying to save him from being attacked while he's regenerated and having to solve the problems on their own, which is a very interesting tact for the series. I think they made a lot of interesting creative choices during his run as Doctor, and that was one of them. Um, but yeah, definitely, you know, this this... This one's really competing with Custard and Fish Fingers for me. <laughs> yeah. Because Matt Smith will always have a special place in my heart. I really liked the whole Impossible Girl, Custard and Fish Fingers thing. I don't know, I really liked this one, though. I really did. Like, yeah. this is the this is the kind of Doctor Who I live for. It's dark, it's spooky, the alien... Is nifty and weird, and those are the two things I look for. Yeah. <laughs> like your, your aliens have to be weird, and oh, the aliens are weird. Yeah, but, but Doctor and, and the Doctor is still the smartest one in the room, bumbling about. Yes, you know. Yes, the bumbling genius is such yeah. a wonderful character. Yeah, and Jodie Whittaker plays it very well. Yeah, so. I guess it's time for me to play the spoiler sound and get into the spoiler section of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Brian's going to pick a spoiler sound. Brace yourself. Okay, so spoiler time. It was good. Tentacle monster. <laughs> oh. uh, I just want to throw one out there. It's not really a tentacle monster. It's no, more of a. But it's great. It's like a reinvention of what if the beholder were a Gordian knot? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I just said a whole bunch of things that require specialized knowledge to understand. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to explain. Nope. Have fun with that. Yeah. 
It's oh. a spoiler-free, spoiler-free area. We're only giving spoilers for the Doctor Who episode, not for the... Not for life mythology <laughs> legend. <laughs> and... Anything else. Tabletop gaming references. Tabletop gaming references. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, beholders, man. Should have packed your backpack right. <laughs> beholders. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I have to say, when Evil Space Garlic showed up... Yeah. Actually, before Evil Space Garlic showed up. <laughs> what? It looked like a yeah. clove of garlic. Okay, so before Evil Space Garlic showed up, I, I realized that this may be one of my favorite companions, because according to all the stories, he's going to end up being our... Ryan's going to end up being our companion for the for at least this season. Um, when the weird, glowy boxes appeared in the air, yeah. and his first instinct was, let me touch that. Yeah. And then when the giant space garlic showed up his first instinct was let me touch that let me touch that it was great because uh, you know the, the boxes showed up in the air and i'm thinking take cover and i'm thinking you know like dive behind the couch no it's not a dalek dive behind the rock because there isn't a couch either so he would already been in trouble if it was a dalek but uh then i was like get a stick and put it with a stick <laughs> like don't touch it with your hand and i'm thinking i wouldn't make a good companion <laughs> Again, this I feel is, the companion test. Yeah, this is one of the first spots where I was like, "Is this how she's coming back?" That's weird. Yeah, because yeah. it kind of looked like a tunnel yeah. kind of a thing at first. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, so this oh, is how gosh. she's gonna fall to Earth." That's weird. And then so it wasn't that; it was the giant space garlic. I just had the terrible thought: like he hits the button, and then the tunnel, like from the old credits, open up, and she falls out. <gasps> that would have been so corny and bad. I mean, oh. like it would have been like. Like, I would have fangirl squeed all over the roof. Yeah, I would have super loved it. And like the neighbors it. would have come and knocked on the door and is everybody okay in there? Oh. Yeah, they just did a really geeky reference on Doctor Who. Yeah, because that's why I hate like, you people. Yeah, <laughs> I would have so loved and hated it at the same time. Because I'd have been like, oh gosh, am I in for this? Is this what I'm in for? Because this is oh jeez. But then I also been like, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, because. Yeah. So I actually want to because they could even do the whole tunnel sound. Sorry, I'm yeah. my brain's not letting go now. That I kind of half expected that when he hit the button. Yeah. So and then we got garlic. The giant black space garlic. Frozen garlic. And I have to say, first of all, black garlic is very tasty. Yeah, it is. I did not know this until about a month or two ago. It's very good. I like it. It scares me because I know what it is, and I'm horrified. But yum fermented yes yeah. it's rotten it's yeah. rotten to the core it's rotten in all the right ways like a fine cheese or wine oh yeah love me some black garlic but the the evil space garlic has to be one of my favorite things in doctor who for a long time because again this is me having grown up with like i think i've told this story on the podcast before but i started watching doctor who when i was probably like eight seven or eight, eight, well, yeah, probably seven or eight years old, and it was on really late at night, and we only had one TV that could get that channel, because I, um, we didn't have cable, we were still using the, these things called aerials, yeah, antennas. and the one in the living room was connected to the big antenna outside the house, and I, all I had was little rabbit ears on my TV, because I had a little black and white TV in my room, but my little black and white TV couldn't get the PBS station so I used to get up and watch it was Tom Baker's Doctor Who 
yeah. was on at the time. Back in the, this would have been about 83, somewhere around in there. It's when I started watching Doctor Who. And one of the things that I, has always endeared me to the series, and one of the things that has saddened me about some episodes of the reboot series, is the cheesiness of the monsters has always been one of my favorite things. Just because I, I, I like that fine line between horror and comedy. You know, I, I really like kind of playing on that line where it's kind of revolting, but at the same time, almost humorous. Yeah. So you get this grotesque monster running around, and then every now and then you can see the person in the suit yeah. and laugh. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, or, I was a big fan of, like, the top... a little fake-like, and you just go, ah. I was a big fan of, you know, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and the Toxic Avenger, and I even liked the remake of The Blob, because it was so cheesy, cheesy, cheesy goodness, and I, I, the giant space garlic yeah. is so in that tradition that I love it with all my heart. Like, th- this episode kind of hooked me at giant frozen space garlic. And then went on from there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're looking to stare off. This this doesn't work for podcasts, unfortunately. No, it it's doesn't. not video. Otherwise, people will be like, what are they... Is this a dominant stare-off or something? Well, I, I had <laughs> Who been, is Alpha? <laughs> I had been filibustering for a while, and there's no such thing as Alpha. That study was flawed. Yeah, that is. Even the guy who wrote it says it was. Yeah. So anybody who uses Alpha is definitely an Omega. Hey, that was a spoiler for a reference that did not related to the... That was not a spoiler for the show. You weren't supposed to give that. Okay. It doesn't revolve around real life, because it's not a real thing. It's fiction. Yeah, but so was the mythological references in the... We don't know. There may have been a Gordian knot. Diogenes was weird. Okay, I mean... Diogenes is a real person from real history who did weird things. He got fed up with life and literally sat in his own filth with a lamp on the street yelling at people when they walked by and is believed to be one of the wisest men who ever lived. He literally became that annoying homeless guy who screams at people. And that's why he has a reputation of being famous. The idea that he would have tied an un, un, unbreakable knot? Eh. <laughs> so beholders. Beholders. <laughs> um, I got a thing for Diogenes. Yeah. He was weird. I know. I started to stand that rabbit hole. Yes, you uh, did. Yeah, I did. Um... So yeah. the, reveal, the reveal of Jodie Whittaker in the, on the yeah. trailer. First of all, I was a little sad because it's actually in the trailer. The, yeah. the, her actual reveal is in the trailer. That, that's how they introduce her in the show. Do they actually start with the fall? No, but... It's, it's shortly after, but yeah, there's... I mean, there's only like 30 seconds or some quick movements, basically. Before the reveal. So it wasn't quite showing the reveal, but... I was hoping she'd be the monster on the train. Uh, the whole time when they're hearing, like, the rough sounds and stuff. Oh, yeah. And they're running to the back of the train. I was wanting the door to open and have her blonde head to pop through and go, Oh, hello there! Yeah. <laughs> just because. Or all, like, that tentacly mess and then it just to fall away and her to be like, Hi! <laughs> you know? That would have been awesome, too. Behind it, for yeah. some reason. That, that, yeah. that would have been great. Um, I, I don't really want to do a blow-by-blow blow of the plot because I, I don't find those particularly 
watch it at that point. Yeah, just watch it. Yeah. But there, there are some things that I think are just amazing. And this, I'm sorry, I'm still on the Space Garlic. But yeah, the Space, space, space Garlic well, was one amazing. One of the other things I thought was really fun that they did with this, they left her in... Um, Oh gosh, I got Garibaldi stuck in my head. That's like not even the right name. They left her in his outfit, the pre- the previous doctor's outfit. Wow. I okay. So for oh. those who don't know, I have really bad name problems. I have like I don't know Peter Capaldi. C- Peter Capaldi. See, I mean, there's like some similar yeah, Peter sounds. Capaldi. Sorry, Peter, if you listen to this, hopefully you get a good laugh out of that. If you listen to this, please let us know, because it would make our lives forever. Yeah, because I got a lot of good laughs from your doctor. It was, it was good. Oh, I love Peter Cabal. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, um, I, I like that they left her in his outfit. Like, but it wasn't, like, it was just a subtle thing. There was no attention drawn to it. There was the joking about not being able to find stuff in pockets and whatnot. And, like... At first, it, d- it didn't even dawn on me till much uh, good ways into the episode. Then I'm like, oh, but it left something familiar. It was like yep. that something old and something new, yeah. you know. And and it just, there was this familiarity, but it was super subtle. And I liked that it wasn't just like in your face either. And it, um, and it looked particularly out of place on her. Yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. it in many ways made her more alien than when she's laying on the couch having the light show. Yeah. Which we're going to come back to the little bit of regenerative matter that flew off of her, right? Yeah, because at first I I even said uh, at the moment, I was like, I was like, oh, that's whatever the tentacle monster injected into him coming out. And, and nope. you're like, tentacle monster injected? And it's like, yeah, it was real quick. Injected all of them. And and then it was then then of course she jumps up and she's like yeah we all got dissolving probes in us that are gonna melt our DNA oh DNA bombs that 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 oh that was yeah mm. oh I'm like what does it leave some kind of ectoplasmic residue or anything yeah I actually if I remember correctly those are the same weapons the silver nemesis used oh when he shoots the dart. The, the, that would make people just like things turn that, yeah. to sand, just whoosh, yeah. Whoosh, okay, I think maybe wrong about that. It's been a really long time since I've seen that. Yeah, but yeah, I I I, I remember those having existed before, or something like them having existed before. Yeah, that would be okay. fun stuff. And also, since we're still talking about the outfit, I think it's funny that I'm actually the one all into the doctor's outfit this time around but yeah the, uh, that, uh, that, that, the, that is a real change that is, that's a Char- real change for us Charlie's sitting over there in shock and I'm just like a little bit you know uh, well it was, it was really it was, it was really cool things she comes out at the end in her new outfit and I thought it was really cool because it was the colors of Tom Baker's scarf which is ever so famous and some of the lines and stuff. And she's wearing a coat very reminiscent of Captain Jack Harkness. Yeah. And suspenders. It's gray. And suspenders. I don't know to snap. Just saying. Imagine a snapping suspender sound just there. Snap. Yeah. Seeing as I... I'm very good at sound effects. Like I'll do it again. In. Snap. Not video, so the gesture was lost. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I... Yeah. I, I I, I liked how they handled all of that. I, I again, 
just there was so much that I liked in here. I really liked the uh, moment of self sacrifice. I liked the character. I'm hoping that that amounts to something more. I have a feeling that his <laughs> this is not the last time we're going to hear mention of his dad. That his dad's going to end up being involved with something, and that's going to be one of the plots of the season. Um, I liked his granddad. I'm curious where that story is going, because this sounds like that's there's something happening there. Cause yeah, because the doctor took special interest in the borrowed time thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that seems interesting. The 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 weird tooth trophy thing in the monsters first of all i have to say best predator sequel ever yeah <laughs> so, uh, here like, we're gonna give a long a convoluted predator, reason for the predator to be on earth attacking random people uh, yeah we attack somebody randomly you bring them back it doesn't really matter it's just a proof that you can do something yay yeah <laughs> i uh, I love it because the the predator is a jerk, and this this one in so many ways like the I can't remember on which of his channels it was, but if you watch Bob Chipman on the YouTube's, he did I think a review for uh, I think it was on the Escapist um, for the most recent Predator movie, and one of the things that he talks about is you know he's he like I think the rest of us are tired of them trying to have a grand mythology for them and he just wants a world in which in which we find out that the predator is just like this loser who has like a desk job and everybody hates him and everybody bullies him and so he goes out to feel like a real man and goes hunting on primitive worlds where he knows he can't lose just to like hang out with his buds and they can all sit there and be like we're real men drinking their space beer and like it's just like that he's just a loser that that's the predator that movie that he wants to see and i'm just like bob here you go yeah because that's basically the character yeah he's like that big game hunter that hires like a team of actual mercenaries who like actually kill a lot of things and hunt that hunt they it down actually hunt so... it and kill it for them so they can stand there with the rifle in their hand and one foot on it and get the picture taken yeah. like like I, I did this i did this and it's like no you just paid a lot of money and had somebody hired somebody else to do it and yeah. stood there for the photo op yep and it's like yeah he's yeah this guy is kind of the same like you know this is the predator sequel that he basically predicted said that he w- would want to see yeah. at some point and i just i couldn't stop thinking about that throughout the entire episode like once they revealed the guy and that he's hunting the specific guy so he can have his trophy i was just like this yeah. is bob chipman's predator movie yeah and way more than a double cheat too because i'm sorry but freezing people with your cold hands is not not using a weapon you're supposed to use your bare hands. Like, if you're supposed to be barehanded hunting, barehand hunt. You know, that's cheating he's, to use something else. He's technically using his bare hand. That's what's actually freezing them. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he looked gloriously goofy and a really freaky with the teeth in his face, though. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, that was... As, as soon as he took the mask off and I started to see the teeth, I was like, oh, it's kind of like the tribal beads, except for he's using... The actual the teeth, teeth. Yeah. as a trophy to show his kills and stuff. 
was like, oh, so okay. that, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, oh, I, I, there's so many like weird little things. Okay, so the creation of the new Sonic screwdriver. <laughs> funny you see all these parts and then it just like swipes that off because it's not even that, that, it's that, not like it's not like gonna be able to pull out enough stuff to necessarily and uh yeah because i was sitting back on like at first there was this crystal I'm like where did crystal and i was like oh yeah parts from the ship that's right that's where some yeah, of she that took parts from the ship she yeah. melted a whole bunch of other stuff to yeah. make things and yeah the, the spoons also kind of had me giggling and, and very worried for a moment <laughs> you know like and then they, they get melted down the only thing that would have made me happier is when she was throwing all of the, her must haves over her shoulders before they went to take on um the uh Gordian beholder <laughs> that the bus driver found for them is if she just would have wrapped a towel around her neck yeah. and just been like you never leave home without it yeah, just just that just that nice little touch. nod. Yeah, because they did the tool time reference during the other one when she yeah. pulls a little torch out and then pulls out the other one. The only thing she didn't do was the laugh, like, yeah. which probably may have been would have been too much. Probably it would have def- Well, yeah, but. he's kind of turned into a alt right lunatic. So, oh wow, yeah, so sad. Yeah, <laughs> that is the world that we live in. Yep. See yesterday's episode. <laughs> But yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. I liked Julie, I, I liked Judy Whitaker a lot. I like her, the way she's playing the character. I, I like that they're letting her have a sense of humor. I like the way they're playing with her sense of humor. I like that the only thing, beat that made it, that referenced that she was a girl was when, you know, why are you calling me ma'am? Mm-hmm. And... The fact that there's basically, and this is the thing that I think is going to be torn apart the most by uh, people that want to tear this episode apart and the uh, new Doctor Who apart, because she basically has a Rose Tycho moment where Rose actually explains what the point of fandom is, which is if you actually pay attention to The Last Jedi, what the whole thing is actually about, and that is we uh, preserve the things that we love and not destroy the things that we hate. Judy, she gives a long kind of monologue for the monster about how things change and evolve while still staying what they are, and that that is a good thing and something that needs to happen if we are going to stay alive and thrive in this world. That was a... That, that That's as close as Doctor Who has gotten in a long time to having one of the writers just stand, stand out, look right into the camera and go, listen to me. Things change. It's okay. You know what the whole shtick of this show is? Things change. Yeah. Get over it. And I really liked how that was incorporated in, in a way that spoke directly to the audience and to the moment in which it was spoken. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Rose Tycho thing in The Last Jedi. Um, but because of how much parody, how parodied that moment is, and the vicious attacks that went after Rose, the actress who played Rose, um, for that moment and others, 
I, I have a feeling that those who just want to hate this episode for the sake of hating this episode and or this doctor are going to zero in on that. That's going to take on a whole swirling cloud of, see, they don't care about us. They actually told us off in the episode. And I don't know. The Force is female, weird Nike thing. It's all going to go crazy. <laughs> so you're saying they're going to press the button like the cheating hunter and just melt themselves down? Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I think that the whole plot point there was not <clears throat> irrelevant. I, I think that they were uh, making a statement and a very good one and a strong one. I can't wait to see where the show goes. The cliffhanger at the end of the episode. Wowza. Yeah. That's a thing. Yep. So, and the... It's uh, a good thing Ryan held his breath. And this season on Doctor Who at the end where they actually showed people and said their names. Yeah. That was interesting. There's one name in particular that I'm kind of excited about, but I guess you you can't guess who that is. Um, no one's gonna guess. I I don't have any favorite. One of the other names I was gonna name one of the other random names, and I was like, I better not make one up because. So I'm not gonna say it now, unless there will be squeeing. But yeah. Alan Cumming is gonna be on the show, and <laughs> I'm very very excited about that because I love Alan Cumming, and Alan is awesome, and I I can't wait to see what he does on Doctor Who because that's good to. Be. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that the dog has come over to join into my excitement. So if you hear her click clacking or anything else, that's the doggy. Yep. So anyway, you know, I don't like to do numerical ratings or any of that crap, but definitely if you haven't watched Doctor Who in a while and you want to get back on board, definitely the moment to do that. With the exception of like, she's wearing Peter Capaldi's clothes. No real references backwards from there. Probably won't be many going forward. Yeah. I really liked it. Definitely. Definitely, definitely watch. It's yeah. A, I, I am excited. Very for the, enjoyable. Yeah, I'm excited for this season in a way that I haven't been excited for Doctor Who in a while. And that's not about Peter Capaldi. It's just... I found it very difficult to get excited about anything. <laughs> and I think that the fact that they went different with this excites me in a intellectual way that while I have a hard time emotionally processing things sometimes, I, I can be intellectually stimulated and excited that way. So it, it found a way to end run around my depression. Yay. <laughs> and that's always that's always welcome when a series can do that so yeah big thumbs up love big it thumbs up loved it and i can't wait to see what they do yep i hope it keeps its kind of dark gloominess but doesn't go grim dark yeah, don't pull a dc yeah anywho do you have anything else you'd like to say i believe that's it okay if you liked this episode and i hope you did and you think you know somebody else who might like it why don't you share it why not you know, just like, be like, hi, there's this podcast you might like. It's right here. That would be awesome. If the app that you're listening to us on allows you to like or rate the episode, I may be personally averse to giving out 
ratings, numerical ratings, but I love receiving them. They also really help the show. Because um, it tells the algorithms and the various apps that they should surface the podcast to show it to other people. So if you can rate it, please rate it. That would be awesome. That helps out a lot. Um, if you have some money and you don't know what to do with it and you think I'm kind of a nifty person, you could always give me some. It's really easy to do. Depending on the app you're listening to me in, there may actually be a button that says support right there on the app that you can just click and ha-ha, give me money. That would be awesome, and I would love you forever for doing that, or at least until, you know, the money stops, because I'm that kind of a girl. But <laughs> if not, you can go to the show notes, and there will be a support on Anchor link in the show notes. Just click that and go over. You can support at the $1, $5, or $10 level. It really does help me out a lot thank you thank you so much for even considering doing it and thank you even more if you do you can follow me on social media preferably twitter because it's usually where i am um you can find links to everything that i do over at projectshadow.com if you want to support everything that i do including my writing you can go to patreon.com slash ce dorset and f- follow me over there and help me out over there okay okay so until next time i'm brian i'm charlie have the fun Bye. Bye.